why do you need to wreck this game? Because it's wreckable, all right? I took another look at it and I changed my mind. Stop listening after you said we need a plan. I like your plan, except it sucks, so let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level, and I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. What's happening, guys? Happy Thursday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. Now, I said happy Thursday because we put our boys, Jesse and Mike, from the Dynasty War Games on Wednesday. But I'll tell you who's my boy. He's my main man, and he is the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, welcome back, buddy. You had me flying solo last week. Yeah, well, the show was better that way. No, I'm good. I'm back. I'm excited. How are you, my friend? How are the how are the leagues going so far? Uh, Man, really good, uh, to be quite honest. Uh, I got Stefan Diggs in in one of our leagues. It's uh, it's the ultimate premium league, the one with funky premiums. I, I had a huge lead and Adam Thielen and I played a guy who had Jalen Hurts and Stefan Diggs. And I ended up losing by like five points. So had Thielen done anything, I mean anything, uh, I still win. But you know what? I'm gonna keep on keeping on. Just uh, uh, you know, you know what's nice is that when you don't chase young people in Dynasty, you wind up with a lot of Dynasty rosters. If you've listened to this show for any length of time, and you followed our advice, you probably much like me have a lot of. Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs stacks. And let's just say that has my season off to a, uh, a smooth start. Although I did lose in uh, Trade Attic 7 with our boys Russ from, uh, you know, at Dynasty Outhouse. If you don't know who Russ is from the Trade Addicts series of pods and leagues. And uh, uh, I had Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and Cooper Cup and managed to lose to a guy who had Tua, Lamar. Yeah. Waddle. I mean, it was like it was like a a, a a a blazer. Like it was like 199 to 195. But man, the, the the season's good. How about you? How's your season getting off to a start? It's a mixed blend because I have a bunch of Dak, I have a bunch of Trey Lance, I have a bunch of CD Lamb, and all of those are not doing me any favors right now. But Plenty of Jalen Waddle, which is absolutely awesome. And we have had a few conversations and, about Tua, and, and he happened to help me out quite a bit. 
I'm going to save any conversations that I may have for Tua as a, as both a tease. That's what they call it here in the podcast, a tease. Uh, I've been asked to appear. I think we have been asked to appear on an upcoming episode Ooh. of the Goat District podcast with our boys, J.D., Theo, and Dan. And I am going to be uh, brought up on charges, if you will, and I'm going to have to explain myself around Tua. That will be can't miss because uh, I'm not going backward. Because uh, I'm going to have between that that great comeback against uh, Baltimore and the game upcoming against Buffalo to uh, see what's really what with Mister Tungavailoa. But before we drop, we dive any deeper into the show, just real quick, want to remind you uh, the shows are flowing. Um, normally on Monday, it's the Dynasty War Games. Uh, they recorded late on Sunday, and I had to get up early on Monday, so that actually took our place on Wednesday. The Wednesday streak still alive. It's got Chad. It's got Jesse. It's a two-hour banger on Wednesday. Our boy Kyle from the FF SmackDown definitely hitting you on Tuesday. On YouTube, he's hitting you with waiver wire sniping. You know, Lou and Tyler are back with the DFS banger known as the Daily Destroyer. And then, of course, normally on Wednesdays, sometimes on Thursday. You get the mothership. You get the Dynasty Warzone. Jerry, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you get your podcast, I mean, you get what you get, right? I mean, you're happy because you just want to listen to me and you. That's what I'm saying. I ain't mad. I mean, I mean it builds anticipation. Mm-hmm. Think about it. If you're getting this show on Thursday via podcast, first of all, you could have had it Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, give Randy some YouTube. credit. He he. This is way past his bedtime normally. Well, I, I'm trying to blend all of the, you know, the work life, the dad coaching baseball life, the podcast host life, the fantasy football and dynasty gamer life. I mean, we can do it all, but everything's got to fit. But if you like getting this show early or you like listening on Wednesday because it's just part of your routine, subscribe on YouTube. Dynasty Warzone, search it on YouTube, hit subscribe, turn the notifications on. And you could be watching this live and early. Also, consider supporting the YouTube as like supporting any local small business. It literally costs you nothing to subscribe. Uh, it helps us a ton. You know, it, it, now if you watch, it's even better. But subscribing and never watching at all, like you may say to yourself, "Well, well Memphis, I support you by listening to the podcast. I've done a, I've done a five star review." I love the show. Cool. You are an angel. Maybe your kids like YouTube. Sneak over to their account. Subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone. It it just helps us build the following of the show on YouTube. And not only would you have gotten this show on Tuesday and on time on Wednesday on YouTube, you also get Kyle from the Fantasy Football Smackdown. You get his waiver wire sniping piece. It's about a 15-minute piece that he drops on Saturday via YouTube and comes out sometimes Sunday on the podcast feed. So that is two monumental ways to help the show. Subscribe everywhere, particularly YouTube, and leaving five-star reviews on Apple and Spotify. Jerry, is that too much to ask? I don't think so. I mean, All that's right. nothing. That, that, that is nothing. I mean, we're going to talk about the patron here in a bit. We're going to talk about hate brand goods here in a bit. We'll get to that. But seriously, just subscribing on YouTube and and leaving a review on Apple or Spotify. Boom, boom, easy peasy. And it means a lot to Jerry and I, you know, that's, that's how we continue to try to move this operation forward. Now, Jerry, before we get into uh, everybody's personal favorite, good people, bad tweets. Let's talk about Trey Lance for just a minute. Now 
he was a bit of an enigma in this dynasty world. Sure. Uh, what were what were your first dynasty thoughts? I mean, obviously, as a guy who has a lot of Trey Lance in a lot of leagues, you're going to be tough road to hoe, as, yeah. as my father would have said. It's going to be a tough road the rest of the season in 2022. But from a dynasty standpoint, that's why these people are here. What are you doing from a dynasty standpoint with Mr. Trey Lance? Here, I, I mean, he has to be a sell, I think, but also that's the worst thing you can do right now. Just because you have the bad, you know, all the bad news and you don't want to react into the bad news. You want to zig when everybody's sagging. But also, let me just point this out, Randy. So he didn't play last year. He didn't play in 2020 because of the COVID year. They only played one game. And then he's not going to play this year. So starting next year, he will have played one season of football in the last four, five, five. five. So, so you go back to 2018, his first year in college, he played in two games. His sophomore year in 2019, he played in 16. That 2020 was, was the COVID year. He played one. Yeah. Last year, he started two, played five. This year, he played one and a half. So what is that? So he's so going, going into next year, essentially, he will have games. played a little bit more than one season in five years. What? Nervous. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I, I, it, it's, it's a risk that I don't want to take, but I'm not going to sell him now, most likely, just because it's the, the value is so depressed, and you can only hope that going into next season, some of that hype can sort of pick back up and that's going to be the window I'm going to do it in. I it's, it's a tough situation because I don't, I don't know if there's anything you can do I, I think I'm done with Trey Lance and you know, maybe that's not fair. Maybe it's too early. Maybe it is, but if I'm going to be wrong, I'm going to be wrong. And I just, that's too scary for me. He was already as a North Dakota state quarterback my most likely of the five to bust when we did that episode way back when. And then he got drafted to San Francisco and I fell into the hype. And I'm just, I, I'm off it. I'm off it. I'm good on it. The risk is too much. The juice is not worth the squeeze for Jer Jer. So I, I'm Jer Jer. I, I love me. So, so I will share with you a conversation with one of our patrons today. His name's Brett. Brett and I were, you know, dialoguing via DM and he was like, on a contender, do you take Carson Wentz and a second for Trey Lance? And I said, as much as this is going to surprise you, Carson Wentz currently has seven TDs on the season. I think that's more than Trey Lance's entire NFL career. One, he's on a much more productive offense. Whether we like it or not, he's going to throw it. In, and you're getting a second in a super flex. And this was my rationale in discussing it with him. Is This upcoming class is going to be loaded with QBs. We're talking to Kit Richardson from Florida. Um, is it Davies from, from Kentucky? Will Davies? I think um, it's his name. Levies. Levies. Yeah. yeah. So Levies, you got Stroud, you got Young. With the peel. You got a couple of other guys. You got all the, you have like five or six running backs. You're going to have more wide receivers. You getting that second round pick back with, with Carson Wentz is probably going to allow you to get a rookie next year. And even if it ends up being like a mid second, you can probably take your contenders first and that second that that you you know got and move up to get your quarterback of the future to replace Trey Lance. I'm done. 
I heard that stat that that I just quoted with you on a podcast that I listened to about that he had only played one full season since 20, 2018. And that was 2019, by the way. Since 20, 2020, 2021, and 2022, he's played one. He's played – technically started two, played in five last year. So, you know, he did a couple of uh, spot plays here or there in three games. And then a game and a half this year. And all of the camp buzz, chatter, news, uh, pr- uh, primarily Mike Silver, who's an athletic, you know, writer for the athletic app and column or whatever. And, and, and he said there was trepidation, word of the podcast, trepidation around Trey Lance. I'm off. So if I can get a deal, like I'll take any first. I'll take any first from anyone. I, I will give you a third back. I will give you a third back with Trey Lance. Anyone who still believes, who wants to believe in the hype, because I know nobody wants to hear it at this point. At this point, he's Jordan Love. He's a guy who's been in the NFL for three years. He's got a very small sample size of actual regular season NFL games. And when we've seen him actually play, whether it be preseason or regular season, it's not been splendid. So at this point, his name and athleticism and the perceived draft capital of the 49ers is worth a lot more. And if I can get any first, like I'm looking for a GM in my league that's got multiple 21 first, any first, I will take it. Because you can't help your lineup this year. He's hurt. He's on IR for the season. Done. I will gladly take that first. And then in the spring, try to turn that first into a new young quarterback to replace Mr. Trey Lance on my roster. I, it, I'm also not certain that he will be the starter in San Francisco next year. Like I don't like, think so either. Jimmy Jimmy got him to the NFC Championship game. Let's just say he doesn't repeat that. Like Even if they lose that game, back they to the NFC the- Championship games – and then we're going to go back to the guy who's not really shown anything. And in the one game as a starter this year, they lost to the Bears, who are a fucking disaster. Well, so and it, and, and in fairness, fun. that was the weather game. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. you, did, you you see, the game. did you see how his teammates reacted when Jimmy came in? I don't think they were pumped that Trey Lance was hurt. But just go back and watch the game. You know, if you have the NFL Network or whatever, you can do the NFL. Re- watch it. Look at the reaction of those players. And I will tell you, if you have other ancillary 49ers in Dynasty, again, his loss is our gain as Dynasty gamers. It's a boost for Kittle when he comes back maybe this week, maybe week four. It's a boost for Ayuk. It's going to help Debo. Definitely I mean, th- 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 this offense from a passing, just a passing standpoint, had not looked good. And I don't know that he looks better, but Jimmy Garoppolo's a solid NFL QB. You know, if you like Jameis, if you like guys like that, like those middle of the – like Matt Ryan, he's killing my fucking Colts right now. But if, if you like guys like that, Jimmy G's a distributor. You're not going to win because of Jimmy G, but he's going to help your fantasy assets grow. So that that was my thought on Trey Lance. I, I think he was the, the biggest – you know, combination of dynasty news and injury news. And I thought we, we'd talk about that for a minute. Yeah. And, and, and I think the Carson Wentz trade is actually a pretty good one. And I mean, maybe it's buying into the sort of the, the productive hype that is around Carson Wentz. Cause he's had a good start. He's had a you very know, get, good start. Getting the, it, sec- it, getting the second back was what made that deal a go. Yeah. Because you're going to use that second. Maybe you have to add to that second to move up in the 2023 class to get your QB of the future. But because it's so littered with QBs and it's so littered with running backs, the first 12 picks, I, I, I think there's going to be QBs in the 2023 draft class and Superflex that are going to fall deep 
I mean, you're going to have to go back and look at what was it the 2021 class with Lance and Fields and Jones and Lawrence and uh, I'm missing somebody in there. There Zach were five. Uh, uh, thank you, Zach Wilson. Those five. You're to go back and look at that kind of of draft to see where some. I mean, I know Jones was like the 110 in a lot yeah. of my superflex leagues. So that's why I recommended it because you know you may have to trade back up to get that quarterback. But if you can get a young guy as opposed to a young guy that's never really done anything but hype it up in Dynasty, I, I think that's the win with Trey Lance. I, and I think that's fine. When you initially hear it, you're like, okay, that's horrible, right? That, like that makes me want to swallow feels my gross. own vomit. Yeah, it does. But that's because two weeks ago it was gross. But we have a different situation now. It, th- this game changes. Wow, we play for Dynasty. You keep the players forever. No, this shit changes immediately. Trey Lance's situation has tra- changed tremendously in two weeks. And, Night and, day. and, and Carson Wentz has too. Exactly. Seven and, touchdowns. And, Jahan Dodson. Exactly. Terry McLaren. They're all looking good. Logan the, Thomas. The, yeah, the 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 reemergence of Logan Thomas back. The, the, the defense is bad and the offense is okay. Yeah. And they play in a division with a lot of okay yep. defenses. And and you know, he, and I mean, assuming Dak's gonna come back at some point, you're gonna have to score against them. You're gonna have to score against Philadelphia. So I'm with you. I hear it. I love it. Well, that's just a little bit of news. We don't normally do a lot of news, but it was such a big name. And I mean, a guy that last year, this past spring in startups was going as like a a QB one. You know, he was going in the top 12 in Dynasty, not redraft, but in Dynasty, he was going in that top 12 because people were banking on that upside, Jerry, Jerry. But uh, let, let's get into a, a, a staple of the show. Everybody loves it. And speaking of patrons, this was also, it's brought to you by our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. It was brought to you by a Patreon. Uh, this was sent to me, and this tweet comes from Jeff Bell. Jeff is at for whom J Bell tolls. And this was somewhere between week one and week two. As a matter of fact, I have it right here. It was on 9-15. I believe that was Friday, Thursday or Friday of last week. And Mr. Bell said, Zach Moss should probably be valued over Cam Akers for the rest of this season. And this is why overreaction is always the worst reaction. You know, you you see a player, you see see a player that you like, and he got off to a bad start, and Cam Akers, and Jerry – Holy cow, you know what? We got our good friend Mike in, in the YouTube chat. Always. You know, he 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 likes it when I give him he likes it when uh when uh was it Crip Mac introduces you know the good people. The Crip Mac on hood. You know, he, he wanted a little on hood. So that that's for Mike in the in the YouTube. But when you hear that, that this is this is the kind of knee-jerk reactions because hello, I mean Zach Moss, really? I mean, I know he had a good game against L.A., and I know Akers had a bad game, but, Jerry, what does that say to you? Well, there are not many human beings that play this game that are lower on Cam Akers than the person speaking currently in myself. And I would absolutely, without a doubt, rather have Cam Akers in this situation. I just – I get it. Listen – you're just you're beating a dead horse, you know. Like it, it, it's it, 
it's popular because he had the zero, right? Week one, three carries. Zero. Yeah, he, it was uh, James Cook who had the negative that game. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. get to him a different time on a different show. There was but... actually a league I started both of them in. Believe it or not. How would you do that? I did not do well in that one. But huh. it, it, whatever. It's This is just a person who is just going with the narratives, right? Like, it, it, it's dumb. It's dumb as shit, honestly. Zach Moss has never amounted to anything. And I was a person. We did this. We've done this podcast for a long time, including when he was at Utah and he was coming into the league. And I said, I liked Zach Moss because he fights for every yard, I believe was the exact words I used. He's never done anything. He's never been usable at all. Stop it. He's got tons of competition. And what, what role in that offense is Zach Moss? He's I mean, like, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I, I don't I, I mean I get that Cam Akers had the zero in, in, in week one. He had eight point two this this most recent week, but this is PPR. But then Zach Zach Moss had seven point six and then he had one point seven. So literally on the season, they're like one PPR point across. What I, I don't know. G- give me the guy with the, with the better draft capital. I don't think it's a better Listen, offense I because I don't, I don't like Cam Akers at all. But it, it like uh, I, Buffalo's a least... three headed monster. Yeah, and this is a two headed between Singletary. I mean, excuse me, between Henderson and and Akers, mm-hmm. and you could see at any time there's a much bigger pivot. So so give me the upside of Akers. But but the bigger point, what makes this a bad tweet is that so many just feel like you, you know what the world needs my opinion. Uh, an, an outlandish one at that. It just people do. You do realize that people take your advice. You're not just shouting, you know, harmlessly into the echo of space. You know, someone out there went out there and traded their Cam Akers for a Zach Moss based on this tweet. At least one. Let's let's say that that even, you know, you you believe it, right? Like you truly believe that Zach Moss is going to be better and that you should trade Cam Akers for him. You're just pissing value, which is something that I, I have talked about a lot. Even if you don't like Cam Akers, like you're me, like you're you're Jerry and you have your roster and Cam Akers is on it. You don't want him to be there just because you may like Zach Moss better, which I don't, but if I did, I still wouldn't trade Cam Akers for Zach Moss. That's inactionable advice. It, 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 g- give me something that I can actually benefit my team to get something that I think will be more productive and I want on my team versus Cam Akers, who has value, period. There, Even if you don't like him, he has value, especially on the trade market. So it's just, it's uh, it's poor advice. And I, I hope, I hope, I have more faith in the Dynasty community than you do, Randy. I hope nobody actually took that advice. You know, it's, it's I've met Jeff, met him at the Expo, not this year, but last year. Good guy. Um, just a knee-jerk reaction, and maybe it was more of a seasonal take, but just sometimes, you know, proofread before you hit send. So that's why we call it good people. These are good people, but sometimes good people have bad tweets, Jerry. And that is not only brought to you by our good friend, Crip Mac, but it's brought to you by patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Y'all tap in with it, Ken. Tap in with the Dynasty Warzone Patreon. Dude, hop in. Um, again, I'm taking DMs. I'm getting DMs from people about good people, bad tweets. I'm, I'm doing DMs about Trey Lance trades, 
there's the group chat, which is which is going. I love the group chat on game. Now I love it every day, but I really love it on game day. And because I've changed my personal schedule around, hey Jerry, guess what? Hmm. Uh, of 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 all days, youth baseball has really has really made me a a, a uh, more active. So now my son has practice every Sunday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Guess what I'm doing from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m.? What are you doing? Sitting in a lawn chair, answering start set questions, chatting it up with the good people of patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. Last year, we were trying to get a start sit show off the ground. Um, it was just a big commitment for us, but I mean, I'm really enjoying the one-on-one advice. I'm enjoying the group chat. Uh, doing the podcast, all the stuff that you get over at Patreon.com, and and you get a pick on Jerry. True, that it's is, it's it's all worth it, right there in and of itself. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. All right, Jerry, let's get into the show. This is the segment. This is how we do it. I don't have the soundbite pulled up, so you're just going to have to go with me here. This is how we do it. Anyway. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Is it too early in the season for people to have decided maybe they were they were going to contend this year or they were going to rebuild this year? Is it too easy? Is it too early to deviate and say, hey, you know what? The injuries got me. Um, the outlook of this player, you know, maybe you were investing big in Cam Akers and like a Travis Etienne and they were going to be your one, two, and it just doesn't look like you're going to be able to compete because you don't have the horses. Is it too early to consider trades that would, that would, uh, maybe you wouldn't have made a month ago? I think this is a good question because it did pop up in the Patreon and I saw that. Um, you would need a specific situation, I think. You know, there's, if you were heavily reliant on Trey Lance, then yeah, sure. You know, maybe, maybe you had Cam Akers as your RB1, which I hope you did it. But in most cases, though, I would say no. Um, usually to get into the playoffs, you need to get top six. You probably need to get about eight wins. Eight, nine-ish wins will get you in. And once you get in, anything can happen. That's the thing that people don't like to talk about in this game. It takes skill to get to the playoffs. You build and you construct a roster to get you into that situation so that you can win. Sometimes Harry Douglas drops a 30 bomb on your head while you're in the playoff matchup and you're out just like that. So, you know, those are things that cannot be avoided. So what I would say is no, I I think we're probably two weeks from that. You know, if you're Owen three, definitely start considering it. If you're one in three, I think you need to weigh the situation yourself, but Owen two, I think is a little early because I mean, we're talking, you could be 500 in no time. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I would say no, and I'm the person that usually is either try to win it or blow the whole thing up. So I, I say no. What about you? I, I, I feel like you're not a person that would do that either. I mean, for me, it's, for me, I'm the, what sparked this question in my head is a league that I'm in. It's the Ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League. And 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 this is a must-start three wide receiver format. And my three wide receivers are as good as it gets. I have Cooper Cup, 
I have Stefan Diggs, and I have Justin Jefferson. Arguably three of the top four in any format, dynasty, redraft, you name it. These guys are all balling, are all balling out right now, but it's a must start three. Now you only have to start two running backs. And I don't want to say I'm loaded at running back, but I've you know, I've got Eckler, I've got Fournette, I've got ETN, um, I've got Corderell Patterson that I could, you know, can flip in there. And, and the guy I have is Travis Etienne. Now, this is where knowing your league mates is critical and looking at their roster and trying to presume what their goals are. And the boys of the FF Dynasty, Jay Wayne and Casey Myers, they they co-run a team in this league. And they are clearly rebuilding. And they've got Saquon Barkley, and I've got Travis Etienne. Now, one-on-one in a vacuum, if you were doing a startup, clearly Barkley's going to go ahead of ETN. But Barkley is a much more important piece for me right now because I'm trying to contend. I'm going to be buying a RB currently in, was it year five, year four? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not under contract long-term with the Giants versus a guy who's also had an injury issue in ETN but he's only in year two of his career. So as these guys' career arcs are going, you know, not directly at the same time, it's going to allow them to maybe add some more pieces this upcoming offseason along with a younger guy. I'm taking the little bit older guy, but I I just – I don't want to hit send without having the context of that trade because just one-on-one straight up in a vacuum, that's not enough for them. But I I don't think based on where we're both at after two weeks – I don't think it's a horrible trade. I don't think it's a horrible offer. And the kicker is both these guys are from South Carolina and they're Clemson fans. So maybe, just maybe, I can get it done, Jerry. Yeah, that might help you out. It's funny because I was thinking this sort of situation is like my UPL, my ultimate um, premium league team that we are in together. It's been a rough rebuild. Honestly, it's it's sort of the reason I wanted to take a chunk of my teams and try to learn how to do it well because I did such a poor job with this team. And I thought I was in a better situation coming into this year. And it's just, it's not playing out through two weeks. And it, it, the trajectory is not good. So I'm, I'm sort of in that situation right now. And unfortunately for me, I have Trey Lance. And I was like, maybe I can, cause I do have a good team. I got good wide receivers, good tight ends, yada, yada, yada. Maybe I can try and trade for Carson Wentz. And so I go, to the damn rosters and Randy has Carson Wentz. So I'm not going to be able to get Carson Wentz in that one. Um, and that's a must. That's not super flex. That's a must start too. Yeah. So I, uh, so I got Mitch Trubisky, that, baby. Yeah. That's okay. Come see me. About that, my that's that's, that strategies X that one out. But we talked about Travis Etienne. Let us, what, where are you at with him? He's, he's fine guys. He's, he, he missed an entire season of football. I mean, he he's going to have his competition also had a debilitating injury and came back. But he's record. going into his third year of NFL I hear service. You. I hear he, you. He, he, the, the Achilles injury is not what it used to be. You know, 20 years ago, the ACL wasn't what it used to be then either. Not saying that the Achilles recovery timetable is that of an ACL. Now it's not. But every case is different. And maybe he had a partial tear. Maybe it was. I don't know. I, I didn't do all the research on it. But I do know that James Robinson's there. 
but there are more than enough back. I mean, do you have any issues playing Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? No, I don't. So why why would it be any different? I I, I think over time. I think um, my difference is is that both of those guys are producing. I have yet to see Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne was okay this past weekend against the Colts. He had some yeah. catches. Uh, I, he's a guy that that I'm I'm looking to move. Obviously, um, he has that name cachet. People love him. You know, well, that, this, that's what I mean. That's why I, I, I think the play on him is to be done. And I was a, a big fan. So I don't have I don't have any problem if like if you could somehow send ETN in a second for like Miles Sanders in a first. I think you're going to like that trade. I've been on Miles Sanders all along, by the way. Um, I know a lot of other services were on. Oh, go get Kenny Gainwell. And, you know, oh, I mean. Here's the thing. We've known for years that when he's healthy, that's the trick, is when he's healthy, Miles Sanders is pretty good at football. Pretty pretty good at football. So um, I don't want to stick on this too much, but, you know, here's a little bonus tip on the way out before we get into the uh, the superstar we're going to uh, we're gonna try to trade, is these guys that have the Debbie cachet. The guy that comes in with all the sizzle, all the steam, that's underperforming. It's another Trey Lance situation. We're going to talk about Justin Fields here in just a couple of minutes in one of these other segments. And for, for me, when these guys come in with that reputation that carries more value than they do with the points they put in your roster every week, if they're not performing, if they're not helping you out, especially in season – they're just a big old shiny dynasty hood ornament on the on the the front of your car that's not really helping you. The hood ornament does nothing for the car. It doesn't improve the gas mileage. It does not, you know, help the top end speed. It's just kind of there like to look cool. Like on the front of a, of a Rolls Royce, you have the fancy, you know, the fancy hood ornament of a Bentley. It's great. They look cool. It's a sign of prestige. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't do anything to help the overall performance of the vehicle. That's the shiny Devis, the, the the shiny dynasty Devi turd on the uh, the hood of your car. But uh, Jerry, we don't have a guest. Big shout out to John and Justin last week who uh, helped me out with the "What Would It Take" segment. Jerry, would would you agree that Justin Herbert in Superflex and two QB leagues is as hot of a name? He's clearly in the top three of all Superflex and two QB startups. So I'm going to ask you this week, Jerry. I'm going to ask you, what would it take? You know, um, you know, we we do have a, uh, you know, we do have a drop for this as well. You know, it's it's around here somewhere. You know, I'll, I'll find it. One. Oh, here it is. I want to make an offer again with you. You know, a little classic Marlon Brando from The Godfather. Going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Jerry, what would be an offer that you couldn't refuse for Mr. Justin Herbs Herbert? It's going to be tough. So I have Justin Herbert, but I also would probably have to be rebuilding. Just because if I'm contending, I probably don't want to move him. But... uh you got to get a young quarterback back, right? Like, hey, like you got to throw T Law or somebody in there. Um, first, just doesn't seem like it's enough. Like, because I got a real world example for you when you get done. Okay, so if if I were gonna say something that I I don't know if I would accept it, but I would think about it. 
is someone, and I'm going to, we're going to talk about this person for sure. Um, a lot once I say their name, because I had a little backlash in the Patreon chat about it. Someone like Trevor Lawrence and Amon Ross St. Brown, because I think Amon Ross St. Brown is a superstar in this league, Randy. And so I want to get another young elite wide receiver piece, which is the position group that is going to last for a long time. And somebody that's young and elite, potentially at least a young up and coming quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. And it's probably still not enough, but if I am devoid of talent elsewhere, it'll at least get me into the conversation. It has to be a young quarterback and it has to be an elite piece. And, and it can be someone better than Amon Ra. I'm just sort of going the bottom of my range because it's going to create conversation because I know you don't feel the same about Amon Ra. And I want to have an entertaining podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm actually First coming around on Amon Ra. So, but okay, so, so, so let's talk about Jay Herbs, though. Because I mean, for what, me, what are you thinking? I'm only, I'm only moving him. First of all, I disagree with the being a, a rebuilder. I'm not moving him in a super flex. Because what else would you want to rebuild around? Even even if I mean, you had to, you. even even if you had to burn the ships, even if you had to move Jonathan Taylor, even if you had to move, you know, I'm, I'm Jamar Chase. Yeah. You know, he Herb's in a, in a rebuild is like one of like three, four pieces. Okay, that you're, I, you're, I, you're, put, you're putting a gun to my head that says I got to move. Well, in, in, in a vast majority of situations, if I have a foundational quarterback asset, I'm not moving them either. But you know, just, for, right. for me, the, the offer I was talking about earlier was with Theo Grimminger from the GOAT District and Player mm-hmm. Profiler. And I my offer to him was Herbs for Trevor Lawrence because that's the only quarterback I'm moving him for. I am so bullish on, on Trevor Lawrence. And the more he plays in that Doug Peterson system, the more value he's going to get. Go out right now and pay market for Trevor Lawrence. Even after the Colts game, you're not going to be disappointed. And I wanted Derek Carr and Miles Sanders because I'm a contender in this league. I'm getting a young, up-and-coming, promising QB. I'm a little thin behind Herbs in this league. I've got Wentz and Mitch and a couple of those Memphis favorites. And, you know, we start 12 in this league, so I'm looking a little bit of extra running back depth. Um, I, I think that's a lot, but I also think that uh, based on my situation – I'm getting the key piece in getting back for Herbert is a young QB, yeah. and I'm not ta- I'm not taking Burrow. Write that wow. down. I'm not taking Burrow. I've been off Burrow for coming into the season. Jerry, you've known this. He was one of my my, my my bold takes. I did a Patreon podcast where I said I was I was moving Joe Burrow, and I think Joe Burrow, God bless him, could be the next Andrew Luck. But I don't want to go down a and not that he's not talented like Luck, but you can only take so many ass whoopings in this world. Before eventually, don't care how tough you are. Eventually, you stop getting up, and uh, but that, but that, but that's what I would want in a real life situation to move herbs. I I'm not mad at you for it. I it, that's I think Trevor Lawrence is one of the few. I think somebody like because I want another. I want at least an elite asset somewhere, right? So if it's whether it's a running back or a wide receiver or whatever. So you, you sort of dictate that minimizes the amount of quarterbacks that it can be. So I think it's sort of Trevor Lawrence. I would probably consider Tua if the other piece was better than Amon Ra. They would have to be a very, I know you don't like that, but 
Uh, I think Matthew Stafford is probably in the consideration, depending on the other piece. So there's only a few guys that I would even consider in that trade. And then you just have to hope that they even have those players to begin with. But well, I, that's I, why we I, do this I'm segment. Cool. It's true. designed to make it hard because it there's put, there's some poor dynasty GM sitting around right now going, Jesus Christ. Well, I, I, 99 I've got out of 100 to that person that's sitting there, 99 out of 100 times sit on Justin Herbert. You got yeah, time. I mean, you got there, time, there, buddy. There are a, a, a few other ways, but there's not many to move around. So, we're going to go into a seller's market. This is where we take a player that we are looking to to get out. Now, normally, Jerry, the last couple of weeks, have, has handled this assignment. Tonight, I, I have it, Jerry. Uh, I'm going to take the sells. You're going to take the buy guy this week. But are you ready? Yep. I'm selling Justin Fields. Okay. Get him the blue hell off any and all rosters. I don't care. He's... I feel like he is going to be uh, a Sam Darnold um, type where we just move him around. And I literally watched that game on Sunday, and, you know, he made a couple of nice throws. Like the first – he is the guy. So, you know, like they they script the first 15-ish, 20 plays of the game. When he's on script and he knows what's coming, but, but when he has to, you know – and he's a mobile guy. But when he has to move around and, and and think on his feet and you know kind of play that that second half football, he looks terrible. And a stat that Vegas uses is QBR. And you're like, well, of course, if you use a stat, he's not going to look very good. He only completed seven passes. Yeah, but That's QBR, d- but QBR, dumb dumb, also factors in his running and gives him credit. It's a total QBR. It's a total quarterback rating. It includes his rushing. And when you do that, in QBR, he is QB 31 on the season. He is nestled comfortably between Jameis Winston and Baker Mayfield. Another another Vegas stat that they love to use is EPA. And EPA is total expected points added. That is where the play of the quarterback would add a additional points it's kind of like war in baseball wins above replacement epa is extra points or extra point value that the 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 player um adds to the team justin fields is dead last behind baker mayfield and and Jameis winston and guess jerry guess where he finished last year in these categories probably dead last 33 actually he didn't play the entire season <laughs> So, so th- this is the company he's kept, and I know, but you know, weapons and coal. I, I get all of it, but here's what I do know: I play dynasty. Best case scenario is he's going to be going into year three, on more than likely a new team. The Bears stole a win in Week One. If the Bears are horrible and Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus can draft their guy. In the first round of next year's draft and trade, you know, and trade Justin Fields off. That's what I'm going to do. If that's what the real guy, that's that's what I'm going to do. He he could land in a great situation. He could land in a terrible situation. But I'm never going to know. You know why, Jerry? Do you know why? Because you're going to sell him off right now. Because he went to he went to the Ohio State University. He was a Debbie darling. We were told that he could have been the QB one in this class with Trevor Lawrence. I, I'm going to use all, all of those narratives to move this man 
for a, a first? Can I get Davis Mills in a first for him? I don't know. 100%. Maybe. I maybe. I, I think so, because Davis Mills has not played great, but I don't care. I just want that first. You know, th- th- that's what I like to call a, a refund trade. I'm going to use that first to get me a new QB. It's like, And I've used this a bunch of times on the show in the past. You go buy a pair of sneakers. Maybe you bought some Asics, some New Balance. You went out. Jerry, Jerry's probably done this. He's a jogger, right? I mean, just play along. J- Jerry went jogging. He didn't like the Brooks. He didn't like the Asics. He's going to go trade him in for some nice New Balance because those hurt his feet. And Justin Fields is currently hurting your dynasty roster. So if you get the opportunity to trade him in and get your money back while you do some more research on a replacement, that's what I'm doing with Justin Fields. I don't like the company he keeps. Highly drafted quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield, like Jameis Winston, over a a more extended sample. It's just not good. It's just not good. Could it get better? Sure it could. But how many times, and I've fallen victim to this, guys, the 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 Sam Darnold corollary, the Mitch Trubisky corollary. I keep thinking these athletic guys, they can get better. Gang, there's one Josh Allen, and he's pretty darn special. But the odds tell us, history tells us, the past tells us that these guys becoming more than what they are is very rare because more often than not, they wind up on desperate franchises like the Bears, possibly my Colts, but they, they wind the Lions, they wind up on these desperate franchises that just don't ever put them in a, a situation to succeed. So if I can sell for the first that I paid for him based off of his, his name value and where he went to college, I'm, I'm out on, on Mr. Justin Fields. Jerry, you can respond to that, and then you can just roll right into the guy you're buying. So here's the thing about Justin Fields. I don't discredit and I don't blame people for falling into the Justin Fields hype as a prospect because he was awesome at Ohio State and he got drafted into a a draft spot that is conducive to him getting an opportunity, having a long leash, yada, yada, yada. This circles back to Trey Lance and how two weeks ago he was worth a lot more than he was now. The same thing is with Justin Fields. We have a body of work that is just not showing us that he is a championship caliber starter on your Superflex rosters, period. So if that is the case and you can get Davis Mills in a first, even if Davis Mills doesn't mean a thing for your roster, it's going to give you a chance with that first to get somebody who can be a starter on a championship caliber Superflex roster. You have to adjust. And nothing that Justin Fields has done has suggested that he's the guy. And I'm with you. It sucks. It sucks. I wanted Justin Fields to be good. I thought he was going to be very good. He's not. And and, and yes, maybe, maybe it is the coaching staff or the lack of weapons and yada, yada, yada. All of those are factors to consider, too. And those aren't going to change immediately. So that is what you are going to deal with. You are going to get shoveled some mud in your face for the rest of the year. And then you're going to go into year three and you're going to pretend yourself that it's going to be different. And I don't know. I'm with you, Randy. I don't don't hate that either. But my buy is is the guy. I'm I'm going to give you two just because I'm a cheater and that's fine. Because the one guy I think 
everybody knows is probably a buy. I'm just willing to say he's more expensive, and that's Amon Ra that I mentioned. What more does this man have to do, Randy? I mean, eight straight games with at least eight catches. That's eight points right off the top. He's had eight touchdowns in eight of those games, and in seven of eight of those games, he had a touchdown. So it's not like there's two games that have three touchdowns and then some spatterings of ones. He is the most consistent wide receiver outside of Cooper Cup in the NFL right now. Yes, he's a fourth-round draft pick. Yes, he's got Jared Goff thrown to him, but here's the thing. Jared Goff throws him the ball a ton, and he's extremely productive, and he's consistent. This is not a guy that is just boom or bust. This is not Deshaun Jackson from 2013, where one day he gets you 25 points and the next day he gets you three. He's been awesome. And while Jameson Williams is absolutely a dynamic playmaker that I am so excited to watch, Jared Goff clearly loves himself some Amon Ra. All you have to do is look at everybody else. DJ Chark, no catches last week. TJ Hawkinson, he's the new Evan Ingram. OJ Howard, whoever. By the way, if anyone needs, sell TJ Hawkinson. We'll just I'll add that in. Yeah, well, well that, that could be a spoiler for next week. One of us will do the sell on uh, what could have been. Because yeah. at least Evan Ingram had the season. Yeah, that's true. I, I I mean, this is the thing, right? Like, Dynasty repeats itself. And every draft class, people buy the hype on every single name they've ever heard. And they forget the fact that four years earlier, they did the exact same thing, and half of the players are similar. We're going crazy, right? Like Justin Fields is struggling and it's this mind-blowing thing. Marcus Mariota was a dominant college wide receiver or dominant college quarterback, won the Heisman Trophy, got drafted early, then was poop. Same exact situation with Justin Fields. And then TJ Hawkinson, Evan Ingram, OJ Howard, rinse and repeat. I mean – Listen, Kyle Pitts is struggling too, but we'll give that a little bit longer. But anyway, back to Amon Ra. Randy, I said this in the Dynasty area, in the Patreon chat, and I got a little bit of guff for it. But as well, Jerry, Jer- Jer- you always deserve guff. Well, that's true. But as long as Jared Goff is the quarterback of the Detroit Lions, I think Amon Ra St. Brown is a top five Dynasty wide receiver. Let me ask you like, a question. Like, there's Jamar Chase, there's Justin Jefferson. There's Cooper Cup, and Amon Ra can compete with anybody else that you're going to name. And he's 20 games into his career. But anyway, ask me the question. Okay, w- would you would you consider both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle startable in in week to week? Would you would you be willing to start both? 100. percent do you know where the Miami Dolphins – it's two, through two games. I don't want to be a good people, bad tweet, but do you know where the Dolphins' offense ranks season today in points? I don't. They are sixth. Do okay. Do you know where the Detroit Lions rank? Uh, well, they've scored 35 at least in both. So They're tied for them. second okay. with the Kansas City Chiefs. They've actually put up more total yards – than the Kansas City Chiefs. As a matter of fact, they are uh, right there neck and neck in a, in a lot of, uh, you know, 
key categories. Now they're rushing the ball better, but but this is just another way of saying there is more than enough room. Jerry, you're a Lions fan, okay? 100%. So so here's my first question. Would you consider this offense good? Yes. Would you consider Jared Goff and Tua Tunga Vialoa? I know the six touchdown game has everybody. Know, do you do you know that represents I mean, eighteen? Goff had a four touchdown game. Do, so. do, do do you know that six touchdowns represents eighteen percent of his career touchdown? I did. You know? See that, yeah. Did you see that stat? That's crazy. So so don't 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 let it. Let's not get it twisted. Let's not get confused. So would you consider Tua and Goff to be about the same? Talent-wise, what they're going to do with the ball. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Would you consider Buffalo and New England, and even the Jets? The Jets have been playing pretty well. Would you consider that to be a tougher lineup than the Vikings, Green Bay Packers, and the Bears, or at least comparable? Yeah. Okay. Who has the better offensive line? The Lions. Who has the better running back? The Lions. Okay. So who has the worst defense? (laughs) Outside of Hutch, probably the Lions. Who doesn't play in a cesspool that's full of rain and God knows what else? Domes, baby. Domes are domes are all the rage. Not only do they get nine home games this year, they also get a tenth dome game at Minnesota. I'm not saying that these guys are better. I'm just saying, even if Jamal Williams, excuse me, um, Jamison Williams comes back perfectly healthy. There's going to be more than enough meat on this bone for everybody not named TJ Hawkinson to go around. And, 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 and I really believe that it's option A, Amon Ross St. Brown. Option B is DeAndre Swift. And then after that, you may get a DJ Chart game. You may get a – Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you may get a TJ Hawkinson game. But more often than not, Amon Ross St. Brown, just like when Cooper Cup – and I'm not comparing him to Cooper Cup because – Cooper Cup's Cooper Cup. Exactly. But a guy drafted in like the third or the fourth round in the case of, of St. Brown, serviceable quarterback. Oh, there's no way he's going to unseat Bobby Trees until he did. You know, oh, there's there's no way he's going to keep up those ridiculous numbers with Bobby Trees and Odell Beckham Jr. till he did. There's no way he's going to keep up those ridiculous stats with, with Allen Robinson joining the family until he did. Keep – I've learned this the hard way. I actually have him in the Ultimate Premium League. Maybe we'll make a trade when the show's over. But, uh, yeah, go go out and, and buy Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm actually going to endorse that. I don't think you can get hurt. Um, I know he's balling out, so so don't be afraid. But, uh, Jerry, let's wrap this one up with uh, with one from the people. Okay. This, is, this is a Patreon trade that was discussed in our Patreon podcast. It was asked of everybody in the group chat, but uh, I threw in my two cents. And this particular GM said this. Would you trade George Kittle for Kenneth Walker in a half-point tight end premium? So so tight ends get, instead of a PPR, one point per reception, they get 1.5 points per reception. I also have, he had Pat Fryermuth and one other tight end, like maybe an Evan Ingram type. And I said, absolutely. I said, given what you have on a roster, given the fact that Kittle's like 28, he's always injured. I was like, in a vacuum, you would think, what in the blue hell are you fucking talking about? But again, this is where context matters. Based on what you have, 
based on what you're acquiring and based on the injury history of George Kittle. I don't want to call anyone injury prone, but it sure seems like George Kittle misses, you know, two or three, two or three game sets a season. And it, man, it's just not there. And when you when you play like a like a less fragile version of Gronk, because he does play like Gronk, yeah. things don't tend to work out. And I'm really big on Kenneth Walker. I think on Sunday, even though the stats don't reflect it, I think he looked a lot better with the hand with his hands on the ball than Rashad Penny. Penny's gone into the season. They're going to be building around this guy. And I am very bullish on Kenneth Walker. Jerry, I know Kenneth Walker, Spartan dog. Yeah, but uh, you can uh, you can jump in. Could have used him on Saturday when Washington was kicking the shit out of my boys. But it, if you have a good backup for George Kittle, if you have a good secondary option like Pat Fryermuth, absolutely qualifies for that. That dude has been awesome. Seventeen targets the first two weeks, like yes, absolutely. Then yeah, I'm definitely doing it. And, and George Kittle is one of those guys that is a whole bunch of name. And every once in a while, three, four times a year, it pays off. And he goes, you know, bananas for you. And then the rest of the time, he's either missing half the games like he has this year or he doesn't do a ton. So, yes, I'm absolutely taking that trade. Even even if Kenny struggles the whole first year, he's going to be given the reign. And Rashad Penny ain't sticking around. And it's not like they're going to use another high draft pick to get him. It's not like they're going to sign any superstar to come after they're going to be probably a pretty bad team. Uh, so, yes, I will absolutely endorse Kenneth Walker in that trade, assuming you have a good backup plan for a tight end. And uh, I have Kenneth Walker as uh, that that rookie running back that's going to bust out toward the end and uh, potentially help you down the stretch. Well, Jerry, we're down the stretch. And I just want to mention the you know if you're saying man we heard a lot about the Patreon you know we had good people bad tweets came from there um, one of the uh, people that I helped directly you know contributed to the show this trade you know what get, get in there get in the mix uh, as uh, our man Crip Max says tap in with it jump in on hood jump into the Patreon Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone because it, it it makes it makes the season a lot of fun Jerry it does. Because we're about, what, two two weeks away from league chats drying up tighter than a nun's. Well, just going to dry up. Yeah. Going to be dry out there on them on them uh, group chat streets. And this thing's going. And we have rookie chats. We have gambling chats. We have all kinds of chats out there keeping you keeping you abreast of what's going on in football. And uh, man, I, th- that's very important to us. So, Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Wars. I know, Jerry, we've already committed ourselves to talk about TJ Hawkinson next week. Okay, that's fine. We're going to talk about him as a sell. Now, watch. That's a guaranteed way to have him go (laughs) absolutely, going to go absolutely nuclear this week (laughs) and uh, just just melt faces all (laughs) over fantasy. But, Jerry, do you have any more words of wisdom for these people before we, uh, we head on down the road? No wisdom, but I do want to pick your brain selfishly real quick. I know it's getting a little late. You're ready for bed, but I need to know what you are doing with this person because we both really like this person, and it's been a pain in the ass, and it's CeeDee Lamb. What what what, What do you think is the best course of action for somebody? Is it to ride it out, or is it to trade the name? We're not quite, I'm not quite ready to say we're at trade the name range yet. 
but we're not too far off. Okay. So, That's sort of where I'm at too. You know, I, I'm stealing this from Colin Cowherd, but he used to call it the it factor. You know, sometimes it doesn't take a very big sample to know that someone has it. He always compared it to American Idol. He's like, you watch Carrie Underwood sing for about 15 seconds and you knew she was really talented. You know, the more I, the more, we're only two games in, but the more and more I see of CeeDee Lamb as the lead dog in that offense, the more I'm convinced that maybe he's not the guy. You know, we, I, this has always been my analogy. People have stolen it. That's fine, but it's always been mine. Some guys are more, you know, cut out to be, to be Robin than Batman. You're still a superhero. You, you, you still contribute to the Justice League. You, you still do your part. But not everybody's meant to be a lead dog, even when given lead dog targets and lead dog opportunities. We'll see what happens when Michael Gallup comes back, adds another bona fide you know, receiving option. Uh, I think it's only going to get worse for C.D. Lamb. And if you disagree with me, that's cool. We're not always supposed to agree with everything each other says. But I think defenses are going to clamp down on CD even more now that it looks like Dalton Schultz, Schultz is going to miss a game or three with a sprained ligament in his knee. So I'm holding, but if someone – like it might not be the worst time in the world to go look at a uh, um, – Maybe, and can I get Terry McLaren and one of those 23 firsts for, for C.D. Lamb? I don't think it's horrible. No. Can I get D.J. Moore? You know, because on a points-per-game basis, I'm not really hurting too bad. But uh, there you go, Jerry. There's the answer to your question. Yeah, it's I, I, I'm, I'm where you are at with him as well. You know, at one point, I think he was both of our dynasty wide receiver threes, and it has just not come to fruition in that aspect. So I was curious what your thoughts on it, because I've got him in my redraft league. I've got the championship trophy right next to me, and it doesn't look like I'm going to be keeping it. And that pisses me off a little bit. So I just wanted to take it out on CD Lane. And then we're going to go out on this note. Remember, there's going to be ebbs and flows. Jamar Chase had a bad week. Yeah. Devontae Adams had a subpar week. Even the best, so so again, you've probably got to, but remember, kind of like some of the other guys we talked he was a Debbie darling. Mm-hmm. He's on America's team, went to a big college powerhouse. So if you want to get out, your window will be there, but you'll never want to get out of the Dynasty War Zone. And I guarantee if we get you into Patreon, you're never going to want to get out of patreon.com forward slash Dynasty War Zone. That man's name is Jerry Sinclair. You can follow him on Twitter at Jerry D. WZ, you can follow me on the sh- uh, on the Twitter streets at DWZ Memphis. And Jerry had a couple of cocktails at a wedding this weekend, and I uh, started a little uh, little TikTok account. Uh, so uh, I have we have what we have one follower, and I have posted nothing. But I'm going to change that, Jerry. Yep, I, oh, I'm going to be doing all of the social media hacks. Um, I'm probably going to like. You, have you seen the ones where like the the, the middle aged milfs, for lack of a better term? where they act like they're throwing clothes and all of a sudden they go from one outfit. To, I'm going to do that one. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do like Hopefully a, it's eight brand shorts. I want to see them. You, thighs, you know baby. what? Jerry, Jesus H Christ on a popsicle stick kid. You just came up with some brilliant marketing. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I am going to do like a 10,000 calorie eating challenge. 
there's a lot we can do on TikTok, but on TikTok at Dynasty Warzone, just about everywhere at Dynasty Warzone. And remember, uh, the YouTube uh, subscribing there, big help and five star reviews. But, you know, Jerry and I appreciate it. We'll be back here maybe on Wednesday next week, maybe Tuesday, maybe Thursday or Friday. But there will be Dynasty Redraft and all kinds of content here on the DWZ Football Network. On behalf of Jerry, I am Memphis, and we are just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. See you back here next week. Peace out. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to thehate.com, hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing, this this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know. Like, I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to thehate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak